Hello and welcome back to Mind Over Medals, our weekly podcast on athlete mental health and get, getting the voices from the world of sports to explain what are the challenges they face. Today we have the legendary Sunil Chetri, one of the greatest footballers uh, this country has produced, most number of international matches and most number of goals for the country. Sunil, thank you so much. To me, he epitomizes a champion mindset um, and uh, it's really an honor for us to have you here on this podcast. So thank you for taking the time out. How are you doing today? I did read your tweet about, um, you know, struggling in the bio bubble, how, um, you, you know, the hardships and just how frustrating it has been. How are you coping? Well, me and the whole team are trying our best to keep our sanity. I think uh, staying inside a bubble is already difficult. Now we are inside quarantine, inside a bubble. I don't know how I do I explain you that, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been it's been difficult uh, just because a uh, few of us inside the bubble have contracted uh, COVID. Even though we were inside a bubble, we have to quarantine ourselves, and it's been six seven days now. We are inside a room, and uh, yeah, it's difficult. Uh, but I also know it's the same for almost all the other clubs. Everyone at their hotel are facing similar or maybe worse conditions. And uh, yeah, right now the, the priority is that everyone keeps sane and, and somehow we can finish this tournament and uh, probably head back home. Sunil, uh, hi, this is Amit. Uh, you spoke about uh, the priority being to, to stay sane. Uh, yeah. What are the kind of things uh, you are doing yourself uh, to do that? I mean, you know you are in a room. Uh, you may or may not be able to go outside, all of these things. So, what do you do? Well, I haven't cracked it yet. What exactly all the things that you can do to keep sane. But we all are trying to figure it out. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, my wife is here with me. Uh, fortunately for me, because I have company. Unfortunately for her, because she's stuck with me here. Uh, but yeah, trying to, trying to work really hard in seeing the bigger picture. Trying not to get angry on yourself and others. I, I read a lot. Reading books have helped me a lot to keep keep uh, calm. Uh, small things like fighting with the diet, making sure that his sleep clock is not disturbed, drinking a lot of water. And you must be thinking, Amit, why is sounding or saying things which are so so probably normal or, or, or small? But these are things that you fight a lot as a professional footballer or a sports person who is staying inside the quarantine. Because once this quarantine is lifted, we have to go straight onto the pitch and train. So we have to be physically and mentally very fit. Otherwise, both kind of things can happen. So yeah, just just fighting with all these normal norms that you generally do well uh, in a normal situation uh, is what the fight is. And uh, seeing the bigger picture. And this isn't just right now. This is, uh, you know, this happened last season as well. We were just talking to Kunal and Keith said that you've been in a bio bubble for 18 months. So yeah, this isn't just... Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I, I keep teasing him because whenever he moans about being in a bubble, I say at least, at least you had three months gap in between and then two months. I think he got six, five, six months out of two years which he, where he was free. I think for us, all the national team boys, if I'm not wrong, it's some 18, 19 months. 
or maybe more than that in a bubble because you know what happens is even if you get a two week off from your bubble you have to stay inside so that you don't test positive again when you're entering the next bubble uh, i'll give you a small example we we came back from maldives after the saf cup and uh, we had i think four or five days at our home to just you know see a family and 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 change your kit get your club uh, gear with you just to say bye to your family and stuff like that but even those five days i was i was scared and petrified i didn't go out uh, you still have the same same mentality that you have to stay away from all these things and yeah and then the fifth day i i traveled from bangalore so we i we went from maldives to bangalore we were inside the homes all of all the players to the respective places and in about 3 to 5 days we all joined the bubble in goa so even even the days where you think that it's an off it's not an off uh, i don't want to sound like a cry baby but it hasn't been easy neil you spoke about you know how it's not been easy even on days you are off you are not really off uh, in such cases and you also mentioned that you know it's kind of difficult for you to not get angry at the tiniest things that can maybe trigger you that can just like uh, increase your temperature in the in the mentally so can you tell us a little bit about these things that seem innocuous but then kind of also trigger you when you are in a biosecure bubble as in the challenges of living inside a bubble well first of all i experienced it and understood that it does trigger you in a negative way and you get angry i did not probably understand it or believe it believe in it for, but now when i've been in in a in a in a bio secure bubble for last i don't know how many days and months it does and why this present quarantine is also hampering us is because to one get one get away for us is to go and train and take out all our energy and and be happy and physically work out so even when that is taken away or not allowed taken away is not a good word but not allowed under the circumstances it starts playing with your head then then it's very 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 difficult you know that's why you get a little bit of relief but probably for me it's reading books some of the boys they play i mean i don't know they play online games i whatever it is for them i mean because a majority of of happiness of of workout of our brain been uh worked is all, all comes from training so when that goes away it becomes really 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 difficult you did say in the tweet you offered uh, to lend a ear to anyone who was willing to talk to you has anyone reached out and you know because they are everybody seems to be in that same boat right um so ha- has there been any communication in that sense with other players and what is it that you've been talking about other than just just waiting for this to end in a way i think the first it hit me is when i realized i have the luxury of speaking to my wife because when i come back after training here in the bubble or when the quarantine was announced i still had somebody physically present with me in the room to talk and what really helped me was that i was talking to her about different topics that's what i understood and i and i threw this tweet the before the tweet and also after the tweet there are a lot of boys who who messaged we have this big whatsapp group of different national team boys uh good to know that everyone is trying their best to be a good example for for their teammates and we talk about different stuff we talk about jokes we talk about investment we talk about cryptocurrencies we talk about what books we are reading 
we pull each other's leg there's a lot of pranks we try to keep it jolly we try to keep it uh light and happy uh and yeah and you know somebody want to send send some memes we're going to laugh over it somebody will say something yeah and it 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 it, it has been nice because whatever situation may be in at least when we talk everything seems lighter everything's at least everyone is looking forward to positive times and that's what all the tweet was about you know because you understand there are times when you feel weak it's not throughout the day for different personal for different people it's different timings and whenever you do feel like that just just talk you know it, it i mean it doesn't it doesn't change everything it doesn't uh, it will not take all your worries and all your uh, insecurities away but at least you'll feel better sunil uh, one of the things that you mentioned for you why it is it's slightly maybe easier is because you have somebody in your room to spouse who you can go back to and talk to them how difficult has it been for your wife because she is just there by herself when you are going for training so uh, what is that period been for her next time you better contact her and bring her to the to this video podcast and you will know i mean you will need at least 5 6 hours for her to run properly uh it's 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 not easy man i and i and i'm so fortunate because i do i do know that she has a choice she has a choice of not here all these 18 months almost i think 6 7 8 months or more she has been a part of the bowl with me and it's outstanding how fortunate i am that i got a partner who's ready to do this just so that i can be benefited a little bit and that's why i keep telling her that i'm 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 immensely fortunate and i'm highly thankful because she does not need to be here she can easily be at home in globe or be at her own home in calcutta or wherever she wants not that the outside world is free of covid and everything is hunky dory but still she can and i know this for a fact she can have a better a uh, freer life if she's not in the bubble so yeah i, well, I don't know how long she might snap and 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 go she has been she has been a great help i'm sure she's been and i think she wants to be but there you know, to support I'm, you i'm sorry to interrupt but it is not entirely because she loves the husband it's also because she's a big fan of sc eleven and football i think it's a mixture of both <laughs> okay okay um so what we're going to do is uh, sunil we we'll sort of try to take you back down the memory lane try to take you away from this and talk about uh what it has been like for you and just explain it to us as well for uh you know athletes for uh future sports persons you started playing professionally in 2002 for mohan bagan let's start from there on as to how uh how challenging was that and uh, what were those early days like for you first okay. worst year was first year was really good for a newcomer to even get a chance to have some minutes under his belt was huge i had i had no expectations whatsoever this is coming from a kid who thought he's been called by mohan bagan to play for their academy and the same after start, just after a month of that that feeling that day i, I had signed mon bagan and the whole year i played for mon bagan and i got some opportunity amazing and the second day was really really difficult because we had a new coach and he didn't trust me 
and it's because probably he didn't trust me is because probably he didn't like me or even i was not being at my best a combination of both and i really slipped in my form and i didn't get a lot of chances and that was a very very bad time very rough time there was a moment where i thought about giving up also i think my father came to calcutta uh, he calmed me down i was i was really sad and nothing good was happening so i said you know i i better come back to home i i mean mind you i was just 18 I told him I'll come back to Delhi and I'll and do something else. And then he came and put some sense into me and and told me exactly what I had got was a blessing. And uh, I had to work really really hard. The dividends weren't paid exactly then. I had to wait for a whole year, a whole year of sulking and not getting enough chances and being negative. And the third year is when I started playing and I did really well. And I was I think it was Beto, a foreigner of Brazil. He him and me were the joint highest scorer for mon mon that year this first year second year third year this journey that you had uh what were the moments that you i mean i know that uh, you mentioned that the in the second year maybe the coach didn't kind of trust you so what are the moments uh, that you had that you as you said you always wanted to quit what was the thing that was going on inside your mind in those early moments like what were you thinking of doing if you were quitting football what was the frustration born out of there was there was no uh concrete plan in my head as i said i was just being negative and you're negative you don't think straight and i was too negative i was trying to blame everyone else for my situation i was trying to think that everyone else other than me is doing the wrong thing and i'm the right one and that's a that's a big mistake especially in in our profession sometimes things are not going to go the way you want sometimes people are not going to trust you and that's the way the world is that's how life is every day is not going to be the same you're not going to be happy you're not going to be informed you're not going to be producing goals after goals every every day or every match or every year sometimes it goes down south that's the time now of course with all the experience i realize is the time you go back to the drawing board and you say let's try to better ourselves that's the exact time when you need to stop thinking negative and say you know what all right this is a dip that i've got let's work on myself because when the time starts becoming better i will be at my best but if i keep sulking and if i'm if i'm if i'm negative all the way when my time actually comes and when i do get the break then i wouldn't be ready and that's one of the biggest lessons that i've learned in that first year of debacle second year of debacle in mondagan and thank I mean thank my luck that it happened then because I learned the hard way but I learned it very very early in my life that when things are not going your way you got to just keep your head down and work a little bit more harder I mean you said that you wanted to quit but what was it that made you want to continue I think I just wanted to run away I did not know what quitting meant just because of the whole negative uh, aspect of the things that were going uh, around me I just wanted to run away and go back to my family I did not know whether it was quitting or not playing football at all. I I I didn't think that much then. The first feeling and a very strong feeling that came to me was let's go from here and go back to my family. And that's why when my father came because I spoke to him I might be I might be crying maybe. <laughs> so when he came when he came and uh, as I said he put some sense into me and uh, yeah. That's why you need a very uh, a strong foundation you need a family and friends. to help you when you are not when you, when you need help or when you're not in your you know on, on your best 
we keep hearing about you know the kind of pressures the scrutiny the spotlight that indian cricket captains are under uh, you yourself have been a captain for so long what has that uh, been like uh, how how much do you hear of this outside noise about the indian team was expected to do this but they didn't do it so the captain is to be blamed or some player is to be blamed all of that scrutiny that happens and now because of social media it's all there anybody can put a tweet out to you and you can read it so how do you kind of uh, how have you kind of kept yourself insulated from that and how do you block that noise out well you don't you cannot block the noise you just get used to it hmm. and the faster you get used to it and the faster you can understand and take criticism in a positive way the faster you understand that apart from criticism just the abuses and just the negative thing is not for you it's just people venting out the faster you understand the better it is for you and sometimes no matter how experienced you are sometimes it gets you because you're human mm-hmm. and that's all right and you snap and you get angry and you get agitated but you just don't pay enough attention to to retaliate and just keep your cool no matter what people say good or bad is mm-hmm. not going to help more on the pitch you can call me the god of football you can say that he's the best thing that ever happened to india or she can say that he's the worst thing that happened to india it will not change what i'm going to do tomorrow on the pitch it's not going to help me so i don't spend enough on these things whether it's a good thing said about me or bad thing said about me and i try to work only on things that i can control it is not easy even now 19 years sometimes i do falter sometimes i do given sometimes i do get agitated but as i said thankfully i got a great team surrounding me and i keep my sanity most of the times because i have understood this one thing and i'm pretty sure you have heard and read up this millions of times that what others think are not my problem mm-hmm. it is not a problem neither can i control it nor do i want to so what is in my control is to play as to my best potential and to improve every day and it, i have inculcated that habit into my life also i just want to be a better human being tomorrow a little little by little and that's all there is as a captain you've guided and mentored uh, younger players sunil what is it that they face today mentally the challenges some of the youngsters can you tell us about some of the conversations you may have had with them about what are the challenges they face mentally oh man it's it's a plethora of different stuff man some of them are crying because of food some of them are crying because they can't open their window no jokes apart some of them are i mean there are different different issues to you know uh so it's crazy some of them are doing impulsive buying and i hate it some of them are blowing their money on buying stuff they don't need there are a lot of things and and we we discuss i try not to be a a preacher or 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 somebody who's a warden but we discuss and uh, whatever wrongs or whatever mistakes that i've done in my life i don't want them to make beat football beat with money investment finances or anything so whenever someone needs any any guidance or any uh, just to discuss i'm always there and the best part is uh, there are a lot of other boys who also understand this who have been with me for a lot of time they then help their junior and the juniors then help them and then the 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 circle keeps going 
yeah, you must be thinking that I'm fossil, and and I am in football. But yeah, it's 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 good because when some when 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 you understand something, when something works for you, and when you when you face mist- uh, difficulties, and if you can share those experiences with the younger lot, it really helps them. So all of us here, we try to to educate each other a little bit. I think more than more than that, we 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 are ready to hear out people, which is very very important. As I said, I mean, one of the boys I won't take his name was crying because he wasn't getting enough food. So yeah, there are different different issues with different boys and all of them. And I understand it. The main thing is we are not free. You know, when you stay inside a room, it is not easy, and that's something that is bugging each and every one of them. And yeah, I just tell them that soon it's going to be fine. Just just keep patient. Hey, some some of them are very young, you know. Some of them are seventeen, eighteen. Right. Some of them are very young. We have got a player called Damit. He's a uh, seventeen and a half. My professional career has lasted nineteen and a half years already. Some of them are really, really young, man. Some of them are really young. Listen, can you send a virtual hug to the boy who was crying because he wasn't getting enough food? I, I will. I will. No, he is. He is getting. He is getting enough food, but. Satisfied. <laughs> don't don't think that people are getting enough food here. Calorie wise, they're getting enough no, food. No, I know. Yeah. I know, but he's. I I can get where he's coming from with yeah. all the things. I mean, yeah, we all have different things to make us feel better. True. You know. Um, so I get it. Sunil, Sunil, uh, just just to uh, diversify from you, I just wanted to understand in your long career, uh, when was kind of the first time you actually. went and uh, spoke to a psychologist uh i've never spoken to anyone or uh, sorry spoken to anyone uh, regarding my issues but i've spoken to a lot of them because i met them they came for a team seminar uh, the first one i think i was in kansas in 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 usa there we had i think every every other friday we had some financial guru or some marketing guy or some doctor or some psychologist all these people coming and and imparting knowledge to us so that was my first encounter and after that i've met a lot of them uh uh we now now it's almost certain for every club in india also where we have this uh, mental gurus or psychologist who we can go and speak to uh and it's and it's really good we i have attended some team seminars which is really nice and uh, it really does help i think one of the main things one one of the main takeaways is you got to talk when you are in issues because now we are so fortunate that we have got so much help around us so just by talking you can get so much help and just don't shy from talking well you talked about cancers and that's my next question then uh you you're the best in the country miles above the rest you've been but you go to sporting lisbon and suddenly you're told by the coach that he says that you're not going to be part of the a team that you go play for the b team and so to have that understanding that look i have been the best i excel in what i do and you've gone with your dreams to sporting lisbon and there you're being told that look you're not good enough What was that like, and what did you do? I didn't feel bad at all, because before he spoke to me in that tone, I had ten days training with the A team, and I realized to come from 
my country and without demeaning my country's league to go to Sporting Lisbon's A team, which is one of the best in Europe, there is a huge difference. It was not that that I did not have the skill, but just the understanding of the pace of the game was not there whatsoever. I didn't even understand what was going around me for the first 10 days. So when the coach told me this, I didn't feel bad at all because I knew it was a fact. It just motivated me because I went to the B team and I trained really, really hard. To my bad fortune, Sporting's B team that year was better than the A team. So I struggled a lot. Uh, I enjoyed the training. Some of the players that I played with are the best players in the world right now. Uh, so I had no qualms of, of training hard and not playing the game at the end of a week. But because it continued for like eight months where I just played five or six games, that took not a single one 90 minutes. That started playing with my head. And that's why after a year, I, I decided to come back to India. But while I was there, I wasn't heartbroken. I, I, I didn't feel bad of what was told to me. And I just kept working hard because that was a fact. I was training with one of the best lots in the world at that time. So, yeah, it was just... It was just facing the reality and trying your best to improve. You know what it did? What it really did was when I came back from there, number one, I was more humble. And number two, I knew the bar is so high that I have to keep pushing it. Mm-hmm. You know what happens is if you are in a place and if you see that you are good and, and let's say you are the best and you still stay there only, then there is a chance that you might be stagnant. But then you go out of your comfort zone and you go to sporting and you're told after 10 days that, you know what, you're not even good enough for the A team. Then you realize, oh, you know what? Yes, this is this is a fact. Let's work hard because there is so much that you can be better at. So in that context, I am really happy that that stint happened. Although I didn't play enough matches, but it really helped me to be the player that I am today. And more importantly, it made the kind of person, human being that I am today. I've also got to ask you this because we had this conversation. We did a podcast with Pankaj Advani and we talked about the loneliness that one feels as an elite athlete in an individual sport. But in a team sport, uh, the challenges could, would, I'm guessing, are slightly different. Uh, you know, the fact that, but I don't know with you, how different would it be because you're still carrying the mantle of being the best in that team. If Sunil Chetri does well, the team wins. So I don't know how that equation is. It is a team sport and it is a collective win and a collective failure. But for Sunil Chetri, what has been that challenge uh, in a team sport mentally? A failure, is it a collective failure or is it Sunil Chetri's failure? It is a collective win and loss, but I sometimes kind of be a little bit harsh on myself. Uh, and I'm not saying that I let other people's uh, opinion uh, hurt me that much. I just... I try to keep uh, probably slightly higher standard for myself and I don't do it uh, and I do it deliberately and I don't keep it too high that it really bogs me down but slightly high enough so that it uh, keeps challenging me. I don't know if, if that makes sense but uh, that's what I've done all my life. Uh, the more, the, the better that I, I, I kept playing, the the higher I took the the, the, the standards and that really works for me. Uh, I don't put too much pressure on myself also because after a point you will snap and you will you will not be able to perform. The whole fun part of playing football will will go. 
So I think it's the right balance where you have to keep challenging yourself enough and also not uh, leave the main gist of playing football, which is to have fun. At the end of the day, why should I play football? Because you loved it. You know, when you're playing barefoot in an army compound for three, four hours, you weren't playing for money, fame, or India's burden, or captain's captaincy burden, or this or that, or Twitter, or Instagram, or people abusing you. Or people... You didn't play for that. So whenever I'm, 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 I'm really feeling the pressure, I tell myself, why were you playing then? Just play for that because it gives you joy. There is nothing else that gives you more joy than playing football. So I try not to lose that. Although, no matter what I do, the other aspect of the, of, of the game has come to me now. I am the captain of the national team. I am the highest scorer. I am wh- whatever you said. But then most of the times, I try to keep it simple, which is just go out there and... And, and you know what? Most for now, because I don't have enough days left, this beautiful life of playing football, this moment is not going to stay for long now. So try to go out there and, and enjoy it to the best of my capability. I've got to ask you this. As a champion mindset, I'm, I'm just going, trying to go inside the mind of the champion. When you say you're standing for a decisive penalty in a penalty shootout, what is it that Sunil Chetri is doing to calm his nerves, to just stay aligned, to not get carried away in the moment? To think about exactly what I did last training with Gurpreet while training the penalties. So whenever I... Whenever we have a last training, let's suppose 23rd, we're playing a match. 22nd, I'll be training with Gurpreet for penalties, just as a revision. I, I discuss a lot of notes with him. And uh, I take the penalty accordingly and the muscle remembers. So all the penalties that I've scored, majority of them that I've scored, is because mm-hmm. I, I got back to that moment and I kept my calm. And the ones that I missed are the ones where I've thought about something else, anything else. If anything else comes to your head, and start thinking about them before a penalty, like pressure or number of points, or what time is it on the uh, on, on the clock in the game, or whether somebody elbowed me five minutes back, or whatever. Then the chances of me missing increases. And all the times that I've been calm and thought, you know what exactly, this is what I did last evening. This is where I'm going to put the ball. And you just follow it and, and you score. So I think it's, I think every detail, to be honest, in the game is more about keeping your calm. It's such a it's such a paradox because it's it's a game of high intensity. But at the end of the day, good will happen when you're calm. It's such a that that's why it's a beautiful thing, one of the best things in the world. Because you're playing a sport where you are so highly charged and you're so physically intensive, but all the good things will happen when you're really calm and when you're really, really quiet, and then it happens. So yeah, that's why probably it's the best game in the world. This is most insightful. Suni Chetri, thank you so much for taking the time out. And I'd like to wrap this up with what you'd said earlier on about when you're finding it hard to deal with the pressure of expectations, the criticism, just go back to the real reason why you started playing the sport in the first place. And you will realize the joy that it gave you in that moment. Hang on to that moment, hang on to that joy and uh, carry on. A wonderful motto for uh, the younger athletes to follow as well. This is Mind Over Medals with Miha Pardwaj and Amit Kamat. We'll be back next week with another podcast. If you or anyone you know is feeling suicidal or having suicidal thoughts, help is available through helplines. You can call iCall on 915-298-7821. 
or ASRA at 9820466726. You can also find both these numbers in our show notes at the bottom. Thank you for tuning in. Join us for the next episode of Mind Over Middles. 